The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So we are now finishing out our series called Create the Life That You Want. And this has been a very fun series for me to do. It's also been one that's had a lot of backdrops to it. And I don't know if folks have noticed the backdrops, but I think some have, some haven't, and that's okay. And the crux of the series, of course, is, is based on the book by Raymond Charles Barker, Create the Life That You Want. And it's about using spiritual principle and technique, the book itself, to create a life that you want. So, now in addition to committing to do this series, I also have a, and have maintained a strong commitment to Black History Month this month. And so we have, we have done fantastic. And my perception is we've done fantastic. You guys can let me know. With, with <laughs> Christina gave me a hug. That's a good thing. With presenting different stories, different techniques, different versions of principle as it relates to the African-American experience. And so we started out this series, and I don't know if anyone's noticed, but in the first series, first part of the series about health, it was all quotes. And then in the second part of the series about love, I had the gorgeous and talented Adrian Simpson come up and read. Her it's one of those days, I am so sorry. But yes, the gorgeous and talented Adrian Harris come, come up, and Adrian Simpson listens to these talks online, so she's gorgeous and talented too. <laughs> and, and share a story about Harriet Jacobs. And then last week, when we talked about creating the abundance you want, I decided that you know, rather than tell another power story of Oprah or Les Brown or folks that we know, that we would have members from the congregation come up and share how they use spiritual principle to expand their journey. And it was, it was awesome. And so today, of course, we're talking about creating the oneness that you want. And notice there's been an escalation. And so my, my version of the crescendo for this series is we're going to hear from the Reverend Marsha White shortly about creating and maintaining oneness as an African-American female, when we have the appearance of such diversity, and, and excuse me, division within our culture right now. And that's what I want to speak on, and that's what I plan to speak on. I'm hoping that we're not going to share anything that Martha's going to come up and, or Martha. <laughs> okay, so... For, for, for the remainder of the talk, I'm just going to say this person or that person. I'm not going to name names anymore, um, but... <laughs> what does oneness mean to you? 
and you get to decide. I can tell you what oneness means to me. Oneness to me means it's not about what we're doing in our treatment work in the morning or our meditation experience in the morning. Yes, we all have that feeling when we know we've gone deep. We've made that connection, and it feels good, and it feels powerful. But for me, oneness is about how you react to life. Oneness is about when you're faced with that individual, that experience that seems so contrary to the consciousness that you have been striving to express and maintain. Maintaining that feeling that all is well, all is whole, all is complete. And you're faced with that individual, that experience, maybe even that, that past thought. Can you maintain that feeling that all is well, all is God? All is whole and complete right then. And if you can, then you're at oneness. And I think we don't do ourselves any service at all if we do not recognize that there seems to be an abundance of opportunity for folks to portray, present a very human, sometimes ego, sometimes just bizarre energy that pulls us away, or attempts to pull us away from that feeling and that knowing of oneness. And if we can recognize that, if we can say, yes, absolutely it does happen, then we can begin to say, all right, what is it that I allow, I allow myself to buy into their negativity? And then once we've got that, then we can say, all right, this is what it is. Now I can heal it. I've identified it. Now I can heal it. Our affirmation card this week is from Raymond Charles Barker. From creating the life that you want. He said, as you think of God as infinite presence in action, as the ideas of the infinite thinker reveal themselves in your consciousness, you are led out of bondage to old patterns into the kingdom of God of new and greater experience. Into the kingdom of God, a new and greater experience led out of the bondage of old thought patterns. And let me tell you something, folks. All this division that we see, some of it's just blatant, right? That's their old pattern. And it's the old pattern of humanity to react sometimes with an equal amount of less than positive energy. To experience that sense of oneness, to know that you are that active thinker of presence and perfect function and form, we got to do better. We got to do better and say, wait a second, I want to free myself from that old way of being. And the only way I can free myself from that old way of being is not to call them out, but to call myself out. When I see these folks marching, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But I'm all for not just the youth that we've seen in the past couple of weeks. I'm all for the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm all for the women's movement. I'm all for that mar those marches. Why? Because there, with the grace of God, go I. And they are here for change. But I can't support just one. And I can't support just those that I agree with. I have to look at them all and say there's an expression of the divine within everyone. And when I can do that, even with those that I don't agree with, even with those I don't agree with, 
then I've opened up the avenue for a greater revelation of the infinite thinker through all that I am. And if I can be open to that revelation, then I can begin to be open to the activity of God that needs to express through that revelation and be the example. So I thought about maybe, sorry about, sorry about this, you, You know, it's just, just uh, I, I need my list of names. I thought about maybe, you know, maybe I could present what it's like to be an African-American female in our country, not just in today's environment, but for at least a, 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 for a while. What's it like to grow up in that environment? And then I thought I might not be the most qualified to do that, Right? Especially since it's important that we hear from those that use principle regularly to create their experience. And so that's why I asked Reverend Marsha to speak with us today and to share her talents, to share her gifts, to share her experience. And we're going to, I'm going to step away and I'm going to turn this over to Reverend Marsha to do that awesome experience that she does. Reverend Marsha White. morning one more time. Well, I was honored when Reverend Tony gave me a call this week and asked me if I would speak for a little bit to you guys about the experience of being an African-American woman during this time period. And um, it is quite an interesting time period that we're in, and I think we all get that. But we also need to know that we all signed on to be here now that we all asked to be here on the planet during this time, not just to be an observer, but to be able to be that observer and then use your gifts that you were given when you were created and brought here and your light to shine and move us beyond this period that we're in. And so we know in truth that we all have the love of the divine at our core and we all know that when we bring that forth, fabulous things happen. So our job at this point is to see what each of us individually is going to be doing towards that end. So oneness has always been an important part of all spiritual traditions, and whether it's Christianity or whether it's Buddhism, whether it's science of mind, well, no matter what it is, whether it's Judaism, every tradition, Taoism, oneness is at, is at the core. The fact that we're all one that there's no separation between us, that, that we're all part of God, and that the same God that you speak with, source, is the same God that I speak with. It's the same God that if you're Jewish, you would speak with, or if you're Buddhist, that you would speak with. <clears throat> and so we understand that in principle. Now, we tend to put a lot of labels on each other, right? We tend to judge a lot, and that's not what we really want to do, but it tends to be what we do because of our experience and because of our culture and sometimes because of our background. And we work hard when we understand the truth. I don't care what religion you follow to not do that, right? We always hear in scripture, if you're looking at Christianity, judge and you won't be judged. Um, you look at that everywhere, right? You're, you're trying to keep yourself above that. So Ernest Holmes says, God exists in everything 
God exists in me, and because God exists in me, I'm able to recognize other beings in whom God exists. So when you see the things that you see around us, the challenges, the things that may not look good, that may look ugly to you, that may not feel like truth to you, you know it doesn't feel like truth because you all know at this point what truth is. And so when you feel that, the idea is that you remember, not just the idea, but it's that you remember and you bring forth the fact that that same namaste that we hear all the time saying, I salute the spirit in you, I salute the God in you, that we understand that that is in those people as well and is in the situation and that that situation is here to move us to a higher place. And that's what I meant to say that when I meant by saying, or one of the things I meant by saying that you're here on this planet now for such a time as this. You're here to do this. So as an African-American woman, or even as an African-American, as a black person, you know, you can, you can be overwhelmed at times, as we all are in this room, with some of the things that are going on. It makes, I think, all people who love America and who've lived here sad because we don't want to have this divisiveness between us. We don't want to have the haves and the have-nots, and we don't want to have those on the top and those on the bottom, at least those of us here, because we're from this tradition and we get it. But we're also humans. And so there are times when <clears throat> I know I get angry, when I get upset, I won't lie, when I may accuse or point a finger. But then, after I go through my little temper tantrum or my tirade or whatever you want to call it, then I do work to bring myself back to center. The number one reason, I feel awful. After I've done that, I don't feel good. It hasn't made me feel any better. In fact, it's made me feel a little worse. And it's made my mind certainly more disturbed. Even if I've gotten out my frustration and my anger, it doesn't leave you in a place of peace. So then what, we, what I do, I'll just speak for me, is I do my best to get recentered and to get myself back to that place of peace. Doesn't mean I don't recognize what I see out there. Doesn't mean that I haven't judged it, that I don't feel that it's necessarily going well or going right or going how I think it should go. We all have our, I think it should go. But it gives me the opportunity to be at peace. And the one thing I do know is that you cannot make any change in your world that you live in. And we all live in our own worlds with our own people around us and so forth until we have peace within. When we have that peace inside of us and we can exhibit that peace no matter who we're talking to on a regular basis, no matter what it looks like out there in the world, then we can make a change in our world. But as long as we have, it doesn't mean because you may be upset one day that you don't have it within you to do that. I'm not saying that at all. So don't, it's not a get off the hook one. It's to say that even though you may feel upset and you may have a concern and you may feel disgruntled and you may have a very legitimate concern, you still need to be able to exhibit change and to be able to be helpful within the situation. And as Reverend Tony said, he was very enlightened or really not enlightened, he was very heartened by seeing the youth in the past few days, in the past week, and I was too. I was like, oh, thank God we're here. We're getting back to where we need to be. Because, it, because I know, as you all know, sitting in the room and I'm looking around, not to say that you all are very seasoned in your years, but to say that you've lived a little bit and you've seen a little bit. 
and you remember those of you who came through the 60s and the 70s, all the marches and the things that were done and what we did to be able to get us, we thought, to a better place. And so it can be disheartening, and you can feel like we're not in a better place, particularly after we had Barack Obama as our president and, we were all, and people were saying as he was elected, we're in a post-racial society. Well, that never went through my mind, but it did go through a lot of people's minds, and a lot of people really felt things were going to be very different. And in some sense, they were. Just the fact that he was there made a huge difference. But on the other hand, a lot of things stayed the same, and a lot of what we see now, day in, day out, began to raise its head. It was always there, but it began to come to the surface so that everyone could see it. I don't believe that's a bad thing. It's painful. It may not be what we think we were and who we are, but I think in order for things to heal, if you have an infection, you've got to open that wound and get that infection out before the wound's going to heal. So if our country has an infection, it has to be seen and be opened, and it's ugly. We don't like it. We don't like seeing this. None of us do. But it has to be seen before it can be healed. And so now when I see our youth marching and they're on a healing mission, it's exciting. And when I see the marches for women and the marches for um, gay rights and the marches for everything that we see now, for you know, being able to afford going to college. I mean, there's things like there's a march for everything because it feels like every, it sometimes feels like everything is upside down. But it isn't. It really isn't. Because God is in everything and God is everywhere. And in those same moments that seem so ugly, God is in those too. Now, not say that God created that. We create that as humans. But God is in that saying to us, okay, you see this, so now what will you do? What will you say? More importantly, what will you think? Because that affects what you will say and what you will do. So it's really important for us to shine our light and use those gifts. And sometimes, all the time, God is in the darkness as well as God is in the light. We see God in the light all the time. When it's a spring beautiful day like yesterday, we're like, oh, this is wonderful. Look at the abundance of God everywhere. But when we saw that shooting a week or two ago in Florida, God was there too, knocking on our doors saying, now, come on now. Not that that was caused by God. I never say that. That's not true. But now what will you do? So that rang very true to those, those students and they're doing what they can do. So we're going to be able to do what we can do so that we don't live in fear, which is what a lot of this is about, so that we don't live in helplessness and hopelessness and let that take us over. That's very easy to do. You know, as, um, now as the Course in Miracles says, there's two emotions, and we know what they are, love and fear, and everything comes from those two. So we want to come from that place of love, even when it hurts. So here's what I end up doing a lot of the time. I was a news junkie. I loved to see the news because I was definitely the social child from the 60s and 70s, and I felt it was important to be informed and know what's going on, and how could you not know, what, how can you vote and, and be able to be a citizen if you don't know what's going on? But some of these things I don't need to know about. And I say that because, and maybe that makes me a weak person, I don't know in your eyes how you look at it, but I don't need to be an angry person a lot. And so when I look at a lot of things on the news, 
happen on the radio, whether it's the visual news or the listening on the radio, it can tend to move you off center and, and, and get you riled up, which is the purpose of it, right? Because if you keep yourself in a state of upset, you can't ever be in a state of peace. And you can't raise your consciousness in anyone else's from a state of upset. Right? You've got to be at peace to be able to think clearly and to be able to do what you want to do. So what I do it from time to time is I look at the news from time to time, maybe once or twice a week now instead of every day, instead of for two or three times a day, so that I know what's going on. But you know what? Most of the time, someone's going to tell you if something occurred. You're going to hear about it. But what you don't need to hear about is the angst and the pain and all that that keeps you from your center and keeps you from the love that is who you are. So turn off the TV and the radio if you have to. It's okay. I believe it's okay. Because it, then you can remember who you are and whose you are. And you can remember without pointing a finger that we are from love and that's what we're supposed to be about. So we are one. And this goes beyond race and culture and political affiliation. This is meant to lift us up to where we can see that love is all that there is. So you want to practice this oneness as much as you can in your daily life. And even if the situation doesn't look good, you are to bless the situation, knowing that it's come to bring you to something good. How many times have you had something happen in your life and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know why this is happening. I didn't ask for this. I don't know why this is going on. This doesn't look good to me. As you go through the situation, because you don't have much choice, right? And as Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. So you, you don't want to stop there. So you want to you go through the situation. And as you go through the situation and you get to what you feel is the end and the resolution, sometimes right then you can see, I understand why this happened. And sometimes it's a week or a month or two months or a year. You look back at it and you go, oh, my goodness, now I get why this occurred. This is truly a blessing. If that hadn't, what I thought was a bad thing happened, these other wonderful things would not have come out of this. So no, even as dark as this situation may look to us now, it's come to bring us to a better place. It's come to bring us and our country and our universe to a better place. So you have a daily assignment. And your daily assignment is to do your best to stay in that place of peace. When you move from that center, when you get out of the flow, because the flow is already there, we just step out of it. When it never leaves. When you step out of that flow and you're, you know, really not the way you would want to be, then it's time for you to sit down and get still. Even if it's for five minutes if you're at work, close your eyes for a minute, take deep breaths, and bring yourself back to your place of center where you can feel a little bit of calm. And remember, when it's dark outside, there is always light within you. So, and it's up to you to bring that light forth because it lives within you. That's why, you know, God is in you and it's not on the corner because we would leave it on the corner. If we had a hard day, we got upset and felt that we would have been, been abandoned, we'd leave God on the corner. But God being inside of us, you can't get away. So you, all you can wear, no matter where you are, whether you're with us or in prison or at work or at the grocery store, wherever you are, you have an opportunity to dig deep and to find that light and bring it forth. So as we practice that presence within, you'll see that you are not in opposition to anything, that you are one with everything. 
So one of the other things that I tend to do is to remind myself, has nothing to do with color at all, of all the blessings that I have. Because once you remind yourself regularly when you're upset about all the good that's in your life, and you can find it, and it's not just the Oprah thing, write down your five things in your gratitude journal every day. That's good, and that's wonderful, because it keeps you centered in knowing what are the blessings that I do have. Well, I have this wonderful fellowship of, of uh, practitioners and friends and family here at Trinity, and I have my own immediate family, my relatives. Some of them may not feel so good, but most of them are. And so, and you remember, remember again, those that don't feel good, they're in your life for a reason, right? Because that's something that you two are, need to work out together that you're learning so you can move higher in consciousness. Nothing is an accident. Nothing's an accident. So we grow stronger as we work together and embrace the things we deeply believe in, standing together where our values unite us and learning to respect one another where our traditions differ. And that's a quote from the Reverend Dr. William Barber. And I'll read that again. We grow stronger as we work together and embrace the things we deeply believe in, standing together where our values unite us, and learning to respect one another where our traditions differ. And that's some of what Reverend Tony said. It's not just about honoring those students because they're doing so well. And they're doing what we would like them to do. It's about honoring all of us, those who we feel are doing the right thing and those who we don't feel are doing the right thing. Because within them, a lot of them do think they're doing the right thing, and then a lot of them may not even know because they may not be conscious. They're just following along. But it's, it's up to us to understand that. So here's something else for you. Humankind has not woven the web of life. We are but one thread within it. Whatever we do to the web, that includes the humans, the animals, the plants, the, the, the um, planet, we do to ourselves. You remember there was a scripture in Matthew that talked about what you do to the least of them you do to me? We're all connected. We're all one. It comes back on us, and that's why you feel so uncomfortable once you've had your tantrum, because it didn't change anything. It just brought you more out of peace. So you don't want to buy into that. So... All things are bound together. All things connect. And that's from Chief Seattle. Now, Chief Seattle is the, you've probably heard about him many times, is one of, was one of the chiefs of a Duwamish tribe in the area, which is now Seattle, Washington. And it was named for him. And he did a speech in 1854 that had to do with the Native Americans and signing a treaty and, and being not at war, but at peace with the uh, settlers, but also talking to them about the environment and not hurting the environment and how important it was to remember that we were all part of that environment and so on and so forth. But he also, there's a passage that was attributed to him, and there's been a lot of um, controversy as to whether he really said this particular passage or whether it was just attributed to him and that someone in Hollywood may have written it in the 70s. I don't know. But I like it. <laughs> and so it speaks to oneness. And so I'm going to read it to you. Whether he actually wrote it, I don't know. But it's actually what we need to do. So however it got into our universe, it's here. And it's here, as we say, no coincidences for a reason. So here we go. To me, Chief Seattle embodies the attitude of saying positive things regardless of the exter external situation. And so I share this eloquent message that is his. My brother, I tell you true, 
If all who see the earth as being poisoned would instead give more attention to seeing the earth clean and vibrant, then very soon your earth would be cleansed. This is all about how you think. If all who see their nation's leaders as misguided or uncaring would instead, instead give more time to seeing themselves being represented by responsible, caring leaders who stand firm for the highest good of all, then very soon you would have good leadership. And that's the one to keep in your mind, because that's what's going around for all of us. If all of you who see their spouses or family members as troublesome or unloving would instead give more thought to seeing their loved ones as the shining children of God that they are, then very soon all challenged relationships would be renewed and love rekindled. If all who see themselves as sick or poor or weak of heart or undeserving would instead give more energy to seeing themselves as healthy, abundant, empowered, worthy, and lifted up, then very soon they would experience all of the good things that life has to offer. If all who see themselves as a physical body and no more would instead give more thought to seeing themselves as an ever-brightening star that resides inside the body, then very soon everyone in your world would be shining their lights, just as all of the elders who have walked your earth have done. You would be living in peace, harmony, and comfort in a culture that you have created consciously, a culture which by your divine right of birth you deserve to enjoy. Your challenge that comes on you, every single one, is there to guide you towards the desires of your heart. Each problem seen from the positive side always turns into a blessing. Each sorrow leads you to your joy, each doubt to your knowing, each lack to your abundance, each debt to your freedom, each feeling of hopelessness to your power, each cry of pain to your comfort, each act of war to your peace, and each act of anger to your love and each journey through darkness always leads to the light. So, I intend that these statements are what I hold in my mind when I find myself not at peace. And when I feel that there's been wrongs to me as a black woman, or as a woman, or as a citizen of the country, or a citizen of Georgia, I then sit back and I remember that I'm first that spirit, that divine spark that is within me. I'm always that. And when I leave this body and I have no more use for it and it's old and, 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 and my spirit discards it, I will still be that soul that'll be here to shine its light for good, whether I get to come back right away or whether I have an opportunity to fly around the universe and figure out what's next. But I do know that it makes no sense for us to dwell on what we don't want to see. That our minds and our hearts need to be centered on what it is that the desires of our heart are and what we want to see for us on our planet, in our world. And I know for each and every one of us, it's that we live in peace together. And that's oneness. Thank you very much. Namaste. share something briefly that Desmond Tutu said, and I just have to find it here. 
Desmond Tutu said, the God who existed before any religion counts on you to make the oneness of the human family known and celebrated. The God who existed before any religion counts on you to make the oneness of the human family known and celebrated. And that's where we are in our culture right now. That is where we are in our spiritual evolution is that drive that we see as we talk about consciousness evolving and coming forward. It is desiring to be celebrated. And when it cannot be celebrated by all, fully, guess what happens? It, it seeks an outlet. And whether we're calling these marches necessary or not, I consider it to be that celebration of the light of God coming forward through the diversity of humanity. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And what we're asking of you today is as you go about to express, seek, and be that oneness with source, is honor that. Make that your goal. Carry that feeling of all is God, all is well, all is whole throughout the day. And if you find you, you can't maintain it, take that step back. And as Martha said, just kind of take that deep breath. Right? Because we're all going to have that human moment from time to time. But as that is your intention, also allow your intention to be, today I will simply celebrate the reflection of the divine within one person. One person. And that one person will be totally opposite of who I am. Oh. That makes that intention a little more difficult. But if I can celebrate that expression of source within that one person that's totally opposite, totally different, then I can celebrate all expressions of source. I can take all expressions of source into my heart and honor the evolution of consciousness that is unfolding in the now. You exist in an aura of pure and powerful spiritual energy. It did not come here for you to hang, or is not expressing as you in this moment for you to keep it to yourself. You are meant to express it. That flow of source, of energy that Marsha referred to, it flows through you. And it has to flow through you with everyone who crosses your path. Everyone who crosses your path. And sometimes that can, oh my goodness, we get it. We get it. But those are the times. It's not about, wow, look how, what's going on, what they're saying. Those are the times when we say, just take that deep breath, you say, wow, there's just a little more growing here that needs to come forward. There's a little more growth that I need to allow myself to express. And it is in that recognition consciousness will evolve. Consciousness will grow. And will, it will grow and evolve as you. You maintain your oneness. Not just by the daily morning spirit or evening spiritual work. You maintain your oneness. That sense that all is well, all is whole, all is God throughout the day by living 
as that expression of source that you are. And that allows, and that requires of us to always express love first. Love first. Doesn't mean we'll always receive love first. It simply means we're required to express love first. So I can tell you what I know, and what we know is this is a powerful group of folks. And this powerful group of folks is here today, maybe because this is your first time, maybe it's your thousandth time, I don't know. Maybe you're here because we have lasagna today. I just don't know. But you, that was the surface. That surface. You're here because something within you said, in this moment right here, right now, I need to hear the message today that's going to be presented. And not only do I need to hear it, I need to align with it. And in that alignment with it, what can I take that allows me to grow and expand and to live my oneness? That is why you're here today. So take the message. Take the message and, al and allow yourself to express it. Allow yourself to express it. And allow yourself to live it. Because what I know is, is that's why you're here. That's why you're here. All the surface stuff, no, no, no. You're here because that expression of oneness that you are just needed to be remembered, needed to be reminded that all that stuff out there, the division that I mentioned at the beginning, is minuscule compared to all the power in you. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.